Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. You know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And, um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list, because he needs, he needs your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. We are in the dead of winter up here in New York City. It's time for Sex and the Human Activities. Uh, Marcus Parks. Jackie Zabrowski. Yeah, we're in the dead of fucking winter and it's weighing. How are you feeling? Usually this is this is a hard time of year for you, Marcus. It's been, the last couple months have been pretty fucking tough, especially the last month. It's yeah. been a uh, it's been a big depressing ride. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those months where you'd, I didn't realize that I've kind of been depressed for the last couple of weeks and then you know, I woke up talking to the girlfriend about it like oh yeah yeah I've been going through some shit yeah didn't actually know that it was happening but once I talked it over like oh yeah 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 it, it's pretty fucking yeah, bad because you've been hiding it very well see I thought you've been taking it pretty well yeah I thought I had to yeah it's yeah, one of those yeah it's definitely one of those that's the shit thing about depression is sometimes you don't even know that it's going on yeah yeah how about you I'm doing fine I'm actually doing pretty good I'm not as bad in the winter, I feel like. I think I'm more of a summer hater. Yeah. I, I get really mad around August, around my birthday, <laughs> is when I'm just like, I'm fucking miserable. This kind of thing, it's like, I feel like it's it's an angry person's dream. You know, like, at least it gives me something. I'm more mad about the weather than I am at people. I don't have time for people. So it's kind of nice, you know, because then it's at least a collaborative anger. Like, everyone's mad at the weather. No, it sucks. So I feel like it's a good, it's actually a weirdly healthy time of year for me. That's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the craziest thing I've ever heard you say. That's the craziest thing. <laughs> Everything else got to make, like, I don't know why, but that's like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and also it's like you, you realize sometimes how the way um your mind especially when you're mentally mentally ill that you can construe things like you said you didn't realize how sad you were but that i can put the winter into those terms to let me deal with it better man but it's true though lying to myself but (laughs) i do actually feel that way i do yeah it's true we're all pissed off in new york city right now everyone is either angry or just beating the fuck down yeah because february in new york city that's when everyone that's when you see all the people all the facebook posts like well Winter beat me. I'm moving to L.A. Yeah, or yeah. I'm moving back home or anything like that. People, winter just defeats people in New York City. That's when you really start to. It's a nut check time. Yeah, winter in New York. Like that's when you really start to think. Like, all right, is living here worth it? I just feel like it's more depressing when it's 80 degrees all the time. I really do. Like I. When they talk about the temperatures in LA, I wouldn't be able to handle no change. No. I wouldn't be, I need, I need the seasons 
to get me through. It's like, I don't know if it's just like check systems through the year that if it was all the same, I don't think my mind would be able to handle it. Mine wouldn't be able to handle it either. That was part of my problem with LA is that I knew like it was summertime. It was kind of shitty. It was overcast all the time. And it's sometimes when you are in a depressive state, sometimes you look at the weather and you think, well, all right, at least... Even if I feel like this for months upon months upon months, then at least the environment around me will change. And maybe that'll kickstart something. Exactly. A lot of times the changing of seasons does kickstart something, whether it be for positive or for negative. You know, sometimes, you know, when it comes to wintertime, you really downshift into some depression. But then once spring comes, you fucking upshift twice as fucking fast. Exactly. Uh, But in Los Angeles, I feel like. It would just, I was sitting there and I was thinking about what, you know, I was living there, I'd moved there, and I was thinking, like, it's just going to be like this forever. Forever. It's always going to be like this. It's never going to change. Forever. And it was a, <laughs> and it was a, it was a horrible thought. It was a, it, it was a claustrophobic thought. Yeah, that's what it is. It's claustrophobic. Even like San Diego, where I know it's like 70 year round. So it's like, that is technically perfect. But I just don't think, I just, I need, I need change. Yeah. Yeah, and but- I'm bad at taking control of change in my own life. So at least if I have no control over it, it's like, well, that has to change. So that's going to change. So that's kind of nice, though. Yeah, yeah, and you can't have the sweet without the sour. You know, it's in New York City is a, a lot like that. Uh, just not just in, in weather wise, but also uh, in just e- experiences is that when you live in New York City, you will not experience highs as high as you will feel here. But you will never experience lows as low as the ones you feel here. There is very little middling ground in New York City. It's either you're either doing the best you've ever done or the worst you've ever done. Yeah. And the weather here is either the best that it's ever been or the fucking worst that it's ever been. I like that. Yeah. Today I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, though. I feel like today is not that bad. Yeah. I like today. Today is good. Pretty. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and it, tomorrow it's going to rain all day, and it's going to sleet, and it's going to hail all day. But in my head, I'm like, all right, that's what, you know, you just got to go with the punches. Yeah, that's what we're doing, man. It's what we always fucking do. It's the only thing that you can do. Hell yeah. Yeah, you can. At least can't. we're not in Chicago. <laughs> not that I have anything against Chicago. It's just, man, like, high of negative 12. Like, that I can't do. No, I couldn't do that. I mean, because in Chicago, it's still a walking town. Like, you're still out in it. Mm. It's not like other places where you can just drive everywhere. This is the worst that I could deal with, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, this is definitely the worst. This is my bottom. Without <laughs> But you had something real nice happen to you today. You had yeah. something to feel good about. Yeah, and you know, I it just, it. I think it's probably why I'm in such a positive mood today, which really is resonating in how all of my life choices, I feel like. So um, we have this... Uh, we have a supermodel that comes into my coffee shop every day. She gets the same thing every day. I see her every day. And um, she's really, really nice. She's gorgeous. And I've looked her up since, and I know that she has had a past. She was the first and only plus-size international supermodel. She lost a bunch of weight, went through a lot of hate in the media because of it, and went out and openly spoke of, like, I did this for me. I didn't do it. I didn't, you know, I'm not anorexic. I'm not not doing drugs. I just did it for me. And there was a lot of backlash against her. Anyway, now she comes in every day, and she asked me, she asked one of my coworkers for my phone number the other day. 
And I thought that was weird. <laughs> so she calls me and was like, hey, I just wanted to ask you um, if you wouldn't mind. I guess some big fashion magazine is writing an article asking the top people and top models in fashion who their unsung hero is. And she chose me. That's amazing. Which I was flabbergasted because at first, because of course, like that is who I am. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you want? What from do me? you want? You know. And also, it's like, what can I even give you? You're on the fucking top of your game. You have fucking everything. Uh, I I don't even have anything to give you. And she's like, well, my agent's gonna get in contact with you, and 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 I just want to let you know that you make my day better. I see you every day, and. And I like talking with you and you make me smile. And, you know, she's like a lot of the other girls are choosing their lawyer or their agent or something like that. And I wanted to choose someone that actually makes my day better. That's amazing. You make everyone's day better. Though. Get out of here. You do. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I worked with, like when I worked at the, the blue stove with you, it was like my favorite days were always the ones that uh, we worked together. I was like, all right, no matter what, this is going to at least... At least I'm working with Jack. <laughs> the very least. And when I even before that, I used to go in, uh, even before I worked there, I used to go to the blue stove all the time uh, and hang out at the counter, and everyone was always happy to see you. And it's great because I feel like as someone, especially I am, you know, angry, and I have a lot of instability of my emotions, but the one thing that I do, that I do stress to a lot of people, especially people working in customer service jobs, is that you fucking leave it all at the door. It doesn't matter how I'm feeling. I put on a smile, and I put on a show. I put on a show for them every single day, no matter how I feel. At the end of the day, yeah, man, I fucking let it all out, and I've talked about before where I've had times at work when I have snapped into real me unfortunately <laughs> and how embarrassing and how upsetting it is because uh I, it's I, but I don't want to say it's a dual life I'm just trying to be as positive as I can for people that are going to work that are just trying that have you know they haven't had their coffee yet I'm just trying to be even if I'm hungover I'm just like man I'm hungover today <laughs> and you just you just do it and I get like I get comments a lot, especially from my coworkers who know the real me. They're like, how do you, I don't understand. Yeah. You could be a demon on this side <laughs> and then like put on like the sparkle that I have. And it's hard. And sometimes I go into real lows after work because of it. And that's hard to deal with too. But I feel like it's really important at your job, no matter what you do, is to just try desperately to be as positive as possible because you make everyone else's day good and you make the people that you see every day, you make their day better because that's why our business thrives is partly because we are all good-natured, happy people that work at the shop. Absolutely. And how many coffee shops, especially in like a Williamsburg-type area, where, which is where we work in. Williamsburg, it, Brooklyn. It, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, that it's just uppity, hot, like, I don't have time for you kind of people. It's the absolute fucking worst. And there's no reason for it. There's no reason to be that outwardly negative every single second of the day. And I'm saying this as someone that is an extremely <laughs> negative person. You know, I think you just brought up a real interesting point. Uh, what you said about how sometimes after a long day at work, you crash real hard like how yeah. the whole day and I think a lot of people feel that way not just in work but I think in life in general because so many of us put on a face 
Right. So many of us, when we go out into the world, people who, who suffer from that type of shit, when we go out into the world, we have to put on our public face where nobody, where people, where you don't want anyone to know that there's anything wrong with you at all. So sometimes when you do that, once you don't have, once you take that mask off, it crushes you crumble like you crumble so fucking hard uh and sometimes when you take off that mask sometimes you're alone when you do it and sometimes you're with a significant other when you do it uh and when you crumble god damn that fall can be so long and that's the problem too is trying to gain control in your life of you can't take it out on the people that you're closest to you can't Bring them and suck them down into your low with you because it's a really easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're capable of going from that high to that low, you emit emotion. You emit negativity when you're, and you can't control it. Mm-mm. And uh, Doug and I have gotten to many fights about it where he's just like, I walk into the house and I can feel when you have crashed. I can feel it from the door before I even come in the door. And it's something that you just have to try and work on and talk it out and say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm in this place right now. I just need some space. I just need to get past it. And you need to find triggers in your life of what can get you through it mm-hmm. and who you can talk to or what you can do. Just even little things. You know, I think it's very important to acknowledge it, uh, to bring it out into the open and say, yes, there is something going on right now. It doesn't have anything to do with you. It has nothing to do with our relationship. It's just me. I'm in a funk right now. I'm in a low place. You know, I might head off into the other room and read for a while or fucking watch something, fuck around with my iPad or some shit like that. But yeah, there's something going on. I acknowledge that there's something going on. I think people really appreciate that significant others that uh have to uh interact with a partner that has depression issues like i know that people really appreciate you acknowledging it you know like i know my girlfriend always appreciates when i acknowledge it and i appreciate when she acknowledges it as well so like, because i think uh sometimes when you're uh dealing with depression i think uh people uh that are dealing with depression i think it's comforting for their partners to know that they know there's something up right i think that really is comforting and that helps out a whole lot even if you're not working towards a solution uh even if you're not going to sit there and talk it out and figure something out i think it's just a comfort for people to know that you know that there's something up uh because i think sometimes when there can be such frustration when there's something up with the other person and they're just not acknowledging that there's anything going on that can create a lot of frustration and a lot of friction that doesn't need to be there at all well that's why in that slogan that you said and it still resonates in me as well that mental illness isn't your fault but it's your responsibility it's your responsibility to say hey I'm not in control right now. And I, it's a, that's a hard thing to say, to admit that, like, I have, no, and it's a hard thing for someone that doesn't deal with it to understand as well. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I get, when I have flashes of anger and I try to say, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is not about you, I can't control this. There have been times, I mean, years of us dealing with it where he's like, I don't understand how you just can't control it. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you just can't control it? And he still doesn't quite understand, but he doesn't get defensive the way he used to because he has never dealt with it. He doesn't understand what I mean when I can't control. Like, I have no control. Yeah. And that's why it's scary. And that's why I get more and more upset as it happens. But 
communication is so key to when you have those kind of problems, you know, and just saying like, look, I just need some space and and dealing with a partner that understands it when you say that it's not like leave me alone because you can't say it like that. Of course not. You know, I I found That's hurtful. it's hurtful. I like to go in my room, I close the door, I make the bed. I think there's something about organizing my bedroom and my space when I'm in a place like that that makes me feel better. I do the same thing. When I'm in a deep depression, I rearrange furniture. Yeah, I just need to organize. I need to just physically change some things around because I can't control the mental instability of the chemicals going on in my brain. So I just need some more physical control of my life. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's that or it's answering emails, you know, the, sitting down and getting the work done that you haven't been, you know, because it's all anxiety related. And that's a problem with crashing after work too. You know, you you are anxious when you're at work. You have things to do, and and when you leave, you have to try and shut it off. You yeah. have to try and go back to not only taking off the mask to become you again, but also to shed the stress of work, which is hard. Yeah. And it, no matter what you do, like you got to at least have some time that you're not dealing with work related things when you come home from work. It's very hard. Uh, I think one thing that pisses me off about the time that we live in and the technological age that we live in is that a lot of times uh, it's almost impossible to get away from work. You can't shut it off. Yeah, you can't shut it off because people know that you're always going to have your phone with you. They know they can text you and they know that you need to respond and they will get pissed off of you if you don't respond. And sometimes if you don't respond, you will actually fuck something up. Right. Like you'll lose an opportunity. Uh, But a lot of times uh, getting away from it completely is damn near impossible. Like, you know, going in and like checking your email or something like that and say like, okay, I want to see, I emailed a friend. I want to see if they email me back. You check it. There's an email from work that you need to get a hold, that you need to answer right, right then, then that was sent at 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. And you have to respond to it by 10.30 p.m. And I think a lot of us have that stress that's constantly on us uh, that we feel the need to check our email at 10 p.m. to see if there's anything from work that we need to deal with. Uh, And it's, I don't know how to get away from it. Well, even it's even more stressful when you do shut it off. Like, you know, when we went went on a cowman trip to the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, when we were all in the car and driving back, the second I got reception again, I was flooded with emails that I wasn't able to respond to. And I was nervous the last two days we were there because I knew that there was stuff that I wasn't getting a hold I wasn't being able to get a hold of mm-hmm. and that and then that's stress and you can't shut it off and you know what now I've gotten to a point where sometimes I don't answer the email back yeah and then it's those white lies and it's it, but it's like I was asleep mm-hmm. I'm sorry I didn't see it you and you have to lie sometimes to protect yourself yeah everyone have just some peace just for a second (laughs) i just need some peace and i am actually now which is terrible thing to actually admit but i am notoriously bad at getting back to people so am i because i won't do it it. if i don't want to (laughs) and i am a stubborn princess is what i am referred to in murder fist Mm -hmm. because if i don't want to i won't And it is bad. I've lost opportunities. I have to, it has only really hurt me. But in the same time, at the moment when I shut it off 
and I put my phone in my room and I watch a movie with my boyfriend and I mm-hmm. take two hours to do it. Yeah. It feels great. Yeah. And I feel like I'm empowered for getting it away from me. And now I haven't had a laptop in three or four years. Woo. I have an iPad that I kind of check. I have my phone that I look at, but that makes me bad. Like now I am known as bad at it. (laughs) And I'm kind of fucking fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. You know what? Yeah. And I am not someone that is unreliable in any way in my physical life. Mm-hmm. I am I try to be on time. I do everything that I need to do, but when it comes to that stuff, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I think everyone needs to have at least one night a week when you say go fuck yourself. Also, if it's something that you call me and it's something that I need to do, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah I will answer so, yeah. I will answer a phone call. I will always answer a phone the call. The phone call that <laughs> means you really need to talk to me because I feel like cuz I'm the same way. I don't like to call anyone on the phone. The only time I call anyone on the phone is when I need to speak to them right now. Yeah, either good news, bad news or urgent news. Exactly. Yeah. And and other than that, I don't, it, so that's the only way. It's like if you take the time and you get the balls to call me on the phone, then we will talk about it right now. Speaking of calling people on the phone, ah! I called you on the phone yesterday. I Speaking didn't of answer, more good but news. Then, <laughs> <laughs> but then I did. I called, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we uh, just cracked, Sex and Other Human Activities just cracked the top 200 comedy podcasts on iTunes. It, which is insane. Thank you so much. Thank this you so fucking, much for because listening. because of you, for you guys listening. And, and really, like, if you want us to get even higher and have more people find out about the show, uh, go to iTunes and leave a review. Leave a review, leave a rating. Uh, and that's what helps people get noticed on iTunes. And that's how we shoot up in the charts. But that's fucking awesome. It's thanks, crazy. Thanks to I just, all of you fuckers out there. You know, sometimes I feel like we're just talking to each other. Yeah. Marcus and I are just sitting here talking to each other. <laughs> but you know what? It's like we would be talking about this shit anyway. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we just happen to have a microphone in front of us. <laughs> well, that's why it's great. That's why I love this podcast yeah. so much. It's fucking awesome. And speaking <laughs> of which, let's get uh, to some of our uh, listener mail for this week. If you have anything that you want to ask us or anything you want to comment on, give us an uh, email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. And really what we got this week, we got an outpouring of support for our girl. Girl, squishy, squishy Sally, man, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. it's great. I love you guys. This is just—I <laughs> feel like we're a community. Yeah, it's awesome. And not just that, but like not just now pouring a support, but we got a lot of support from men on this one. Yes, men that uh, were writing in, telling her like uh, about their own experiences uh, with this stuff. Men who've had the same type of problem, uh, and I think this is great that these guys are coming out and talking about this. It's a hard thing to talk about and i i'm just i'm dumbfounded i just respect everyone i respect everyone that wrote in and i just so much love man so much love especially the guy who wrote in from sudan we have a listener in sudan do you know what's going on there i don't but it's probably (laughs) really bad It's really bad. Like, it's a war-torn country in Africa. 
But he listens to us on his run every day. Yeah, he listens to us on his run every day. He says that we're teaching him English. Which is, I mean, I'm sorry for whatever we're teaching you. I'm very, I'm very, very sorry that this, when you talk English, you talk Jackie and Marcus Which English. Which is fucking great. Yeah, that's fucking about? great. Yeah, you, take, you, take, you talk Texan and Floridian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trash and more trash. Yeah, and he had some, uh, he had some great advice. Uh, he wrote in and he said things like, uh, like change, change the furniture around, change the cushions, change the bed sheets. I thought change it was the interesting. place where you normally do, uh, where you normally, well, he's, your English is amazing, by the way. You're doing fucking like, great. Like, you're, you're doing great. And, but you also put things in a very funny way. It's like, change the place where you normally do sex, change the perfume. I'm like, yeah. Honestly, I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah. The changing of the perfume. Mm-hmm. I, I've never really thought about that before, but. Um, to be quite open and frank here, uh, I got a new perfume just a few months ago, and it has upped sex. Really? And I never thought about it until I read Change the Perfume. I was wearing uh. Chloe and Lamar, which I've talked about on page seven, uh-huh. which is a unisex like cologne, <laughs> and I switched it up, and I started wearing something else that's a lot more feminine, and I think that it's definitely changed my sex life. Yeah. That's, which is weird. I never thought about that. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, and the advice I really loved is uh, one more advice. Have a pet animal or a bird or whatever. The activity of another soul in the house brings joy and kills the boring feelings. It's kind of I mean, also that's true. A, yeah. That's the thing is that like, with the way you wrote it, you know, yeah, you're totally learning and you are much better than I would ever be at Sudanese. Sudanese. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually looked up Sudan on uh on the uh on the wikipedia uh and they speak um, there's a lot of jokes i can make right <laughs> <laughs> uh they speak arabic there okay yeah the official languages are arabic and english and this guy it is in an arabic country which i think is interesting that mark and i are talking about the the difference in our listeners like the variety of the age differences you know he's in his late 30s he's got four kids and he's been through this before and mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting that he said get an animal in the house it, it's something about taking your mind off of that issue as well that really adds it adds something fresh yeah, it really to the does. house. And you know, you don't have to have a fucking kid. I don't believe in having no. a kid to fucking do anything. That is the worst thing. Unless you, you want to have a kid. If you want to have a kid, of course, have yeah, a kid. But if you want to have a kid to spice up the relationship, no, that is I the mean, worst possible thing. Not that you said you could that do. or inclinated that. No, God, no, no. But I'm just saying that, it, you know, get a dog in the house. It's always fucking fun. And then you have, you take pictures of the dog. It's all the dog. It's all, and then you're not even thinking about the sex thing anymore. And then you just have sex. Yeah. And I love this one too. One more advice during sex. If you were not doing that before, get vocal during sex. Scream like you never did before. Make noise and free yourself. This works as well because it gives him extra nice memories about what was going on between you two. And it will make him think about it a lot. And that is totally fucking true. It is true. That is absolutely true. I kind of want to get that. I want to get make noise and free yourself tattooed (laughs) on my chest. That's awesome. 
Yeah, really? Like right? that? Make that, noise and free yourself. That should be the uh, actually. That should be the slogan of the podcast. Love it. Yeah, that is a, the official slogan for sex and other human activities. Make noise and free yourself, baby. Ooh. Oh man, that's fucking great. But yes, uh, thank you, thank you very much, uh, our man uh, from uh, Sudan. I think he called himself Sadamba, or possibly Sadamba is a word. That we don't know. It's very possible. (laughs) It could it could mean peace. It could mean thank you. There's a lot of things that Sadamba could mean, but I think that's what he wanted us to call him. But he was someone that has gone through this in the past. Mm -hmm. He had an ex-wife that he was thoroughly depressed while he was with her, and it was something. uh, You know, I thought it was also interesting that he had said. that sometimes that he, this is, you know, his own perspective, but I thought it was interesting that when he didn't want to be touched, when he would vocalize that he didn't feel like getting touched, mm-hmm. was that he was guilty because he didn't want to give his wife the sex that she wanted. Yeah. That it came from a place of guilt, which not that that's for everyone, but I thought that that was such an interesting way to put it, which I never really thought of that, of like the opposite perspective of like, of a man would be guilty because he doesn't want to and he doesn't but he still loves you and he still loves being with you and loves being married to you but the guilt of not wanting to have sex couldn't overtake you i'm sure it can really overtake you and you can push you even further away even though you don't mean to push further away right but that's something that i think people do in a billion different circumstances and relationships is pushing someone away when you don't mean to or really even realize that you're doing exactly there's a, a ton of different ways to push away your partner but i think that is definitely a conversation for another time another <laughs> story that is a big conversation yeah. right there. <laughs> we could yeah we can get into another time uh but we got another email uh from another guy uh that was a little bit older like we the emails that we got from guys are uh, from older men of course who had experienced this at one point in the past and this guy actually had some really good advice as far as what she could say to him uh and he kind of wrote up a little scene uh i'm gonna read the the second half of it uh and he said you know start off the conversation first like don't come at it from an accusatory position come at it with from a very like neutral position not from not necessarily accusatory but don't come at it from a negative position not necessarily like you're not giving me this and it makes me feel this way more like this isn't happening and let's talk makes, about what we can do about yeah, it. Yeah, this isn't happening, and let's talk about what we can do about it because I think that is a mistake a lot of people uh, do or make with relationships, especially with talks you have within relationships where you say, like, you know, you're not doing this rather than this is what's happening. Uh, and he said to remind her, or uh, when you talk uh, to your man about this type of stuff, you know, remind him that you love him uh, and remind him about the things that you do for each other outside of sex, you know, ju- and look at it as this is just something else that you do for one another. Uh, and after you do that, say, here's my request to you. This is from the listener. 
Just like I would travel 20 blocks in the rain to let you into your office, and you would do the same for me, I have a request around sex that I would like to make of you. This is something that I request that you do for me, not because it's something you feel obligated to do, rather because it's just like one of those things we do for each other out of love, like traveling to bring the other person's cell phone to them. So here's my request. In my nightstand, I have a vibrator. At night, when we go to bed, the times when I take it out and set it between our pillows, that means that I am requesting that you use it on me. Now, you don't have to freak out about what to do i'll guide you and if you want to jump in with other variations including parts of yourself i wouldn't complain there's just no pressure on you and if there's anything you would like me to do for you just tell me i would be happy to do the same now from a practical point it's not going to take forever a few minutes of vibrator and some snuggling and my batteries will be charged for the next day you'll even get a good night's sleep and who knows you might even have some fun in the process i promise i think that that is such a great because especially with depression comes physical tired, you know, like you're physically tired and it's not something, especially when sex is not something that you, when you're tired at the end of the day, which is a problem for, I think almost all people that you're tired at the end of the day and it's hard to just jumpstart yourself. And a lot of times, a lot of the, you know, leg work comes from the man mm-hmm. not all the time but sometimes you know it, it, it uh, the majority of it comes from him and using a vibrator on you will definitely give you the sensuality between the two of you that you need mm-hmm. while also giving him the vocal things that he would like to hear at the same time that he's giving you the pleasure that he wants to give you mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to gear himself up to do it right or if he, if he's not physically capable of doing it or mentally capable of doing it which is a big which is okay yeah men, well mental uh, you know mental and physical well-being are very closely related because a lot of times depression translates into just being fucking tired all the time it is a physically stressing illness Depression is so physically uh, demanding and so physically stressing. Uh, and it also has a lot to, like, I, I believe that, you know, sex is also like a mental thing as well. It's like if you're not present mentally during sex, it's not going to be good. Right. Like, if you're just going through the motions and not paying attention to what you're doing, it's not going to be good sex. Uh, so if you are don't have, like, the mental state of mind to do that, if you don't have the physical state of mind to do that, uh, then a lot of times, you're just not you're definitely not going to initiate and you probably if there is some sort of um, advance towards you in that respect you're probably not going to uh, respond to it as well Uh, if it's in your mind it's like okay this is going to be like I will have to perform like I'm about to have to perform here but if it's more of like an easing in type of situation then that works out a hell of a lot better Hell yeah. And we got an email, or we got a, uh, a follow-up from Squishy Sally herself. Which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said that uh, when she had written, they hadn't had sex in a month, but she threw he threw her down on the bed, fucked her brains out, uh, and now they're working on stuff a little bit more, and they're starting to fuck a little bit more. Uh, and she said, shit, said it helped her out, so... Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. This is great. Yeah, this is awesome. Have as much sex as you can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, is, this is fucking great. I think this is something that needs to be talked about a little bit more, but not in any kind of shameful way. 
You no. know, just because, I mean, because there is definitely, there's, uh, on both men's side and on women's side, because, you know, men, I think some men, especially younger guys, are like, oh, poor baby, you're having sex forced upon you, or you're less of a man if you don't want to fuck all the time. No, it doesn't mean you know? that at all. It doesn't mean that at all. Men's body chemistry changes as they get older. Uh, and also, you, all people are different. Some people want it more than other people. Yeah, everyone's different. Not everyone wants to fuck all the time. If you want to fuck all the time, there's nothing wrong with that. That's totally fine. But that doesn't mean that everybody should be like that. Just like if you don't want to fuck all the time, you shouldn't find anything wrong with people who want to fuck all the time. Right. We're all different because that goes both ways. You know, it's, I think it's weird how it's kind of switched like that because it, it seemed to be like where it used to be is the, the people people who didn't fuck all the time would look down on those who did fuck all the time and now it's the pe- the promiscuous people who are looking down on the people who don't necessarily want to fuck all the time it doesn't mean you're a prude and it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you it just means that your sex drive is lower and it's if you chemical. like yeah and if you like to fuck all the time it doesn't mean that you're a slut and it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you it means that you like to fuck more it's all that's it it's, it's simple it's, like- it's so simple and you know you just deal with it and you yeah. talk about it but learning how to converse about it and be comfortable talking about it is an uphill battle yeah. it is something that is hard to deal with especially if you find yourself in love with someone that is not at the same on the same page mm-hmm. because it is just a chemical thing it's it, it's just like oh you don't you know talk about your feelings you don't talk, i mean these are all things that are learned and it's compromise yeah. it's just another fucking thing to compromise about. And that's fucking life. Yeah. That is life completely. All right, well, let's get to our next letter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is uh, from, uh, what are we going to call this guy? I think we have uh, given him a name before. Geraldo. 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 Hello, Geraldo. Yeah. Cave dweller Geraldo here again. Uh, So a sad story to start. Me and my girlfriend broke up, but I have found someone else. A little backstory. I'm a bisexual, so when I had a girlfriend, I was also interested in guys. And I finally told her, and she didn't like it because she's from North Carolina, so we broke up. So I have, in fact, found a nice guy. Now the bad news... My parents are also from North Carolina, so they don't like bi and gay people either, and they want me to visit. So I was wondering what your opinion would be on coming with a man and telling them, should I tell them I can come and risk them not accepting me or say I'm busy and not go? I would love to have some feedback. Thanks for being awesome. Love you guys forever. Geraldo. Number one, I did not immediately understand what it meant to be from North Carolina. <laughs> I think I've visited North Carolina a few times. The I only didn't pers- realize that, that was a stereotype. Yeah, well, the only person we know from North Carolina is fucking Holden. Yeah, from who, the Round Table. He's a lizard. He doesn't <laughs> have feelings about sexuality at all. So it's yeah, not. it's like what do people? Everyone from North Carolina just have big, gross necks. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that has to yeah, do with and a homophobia at all. Yeah, for like slobbering all over his very sweet girlfriend. <laughs> I guess. Um, don't I don't mean to offend all you holdenators out there. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I don't not, we're God. not going down that road right now. <laughs> holdenators. Um, but God, we're going to be wading in that goop for a while. <laughs> Pussy goop. Ugh. I understand. I mean, not that it's fine. I understand where your girlfriend 
A, came from by you saying that you're still interested in men. It is a hard thing for someone to hear that even just the fact, I don't think that maybe with her it did for, it had something to do with the fact that it's a homosexual thought. But for me, if I was seeing someone, I would just be more upset by the fact that you were looking at other people in general. And so that would kind of, because even if you're bisexual, you can shut it off. Yeah, <laughs> a bit like you can be monogamous even if you're bisexual. Of course, anyone can be monogamous. So it's understandable that whole thing. I don't think it's because she's from North Carolina. I think it's just she just didn't understand that you were looking at other people. Yeah, probably. she probably just freaked out. Unless you know you told her and she called you a fag or something, which is just sucks. But <laughs> I hope she I mean, didn't I, do that. Yeah, we hope that uh, that she didn't do that. I mean, but you know, I mean, I wouldn't say it's important for you in your. Uh, as a person who is in relationships to realize that she probably didn't, you know, she probably didn't freak out because she's from North Carolina. She probably freaked out because you hurt her. Yes. And that's, that's important to remember. Uh, and like I said, unless, you know, she called you a, a gay slur or something like that, uh, or said you, that's gross or whatever, you probably just hurt this girl. So right. remember that, especially in the future. That's going to be an important thing for you to remember uh, when you're talking to partners or potential partners about uh, your bisexuality, which I know if you're uh, a guy or, you know, if you're a guy that's with another guy, uh, that guy is going to understand, I think, understand your bisexuality a little bit better than uh, if you're a bisexual man with a woman. Unless uh, the woman knows up front. Yeah, unless and- the woman knows up front, exactly. Exactly. That's not really something that you spring on someone after, you know, you're their girlfriend or you're their boyfriend. You know, that's something that it's not first date conversational material, but it's something that they should that you shouldn't spring on them. You know, a few months. You in. should be confident about it. Yeah, just be, con- be confident. I've dated men in the past. It. I've dated women in the past. I mean, I, in this day and age, I feel like it really doesn't fucking matter mm. as long as you're interested in the person that you're actually dating. Yeah. What does it matter? But if you were seeking out other dudes, yeah, that sucks. I mean, yeah. that hurts. Yeah, that that's gonna, no matter what. Yeah, that's gonna hurt anyone. If you were with a guy, and if yeah, I mean, and then say it would be the exact same thing. If you were with a guy and you were telling the guy. Like, yeah, you know, I'm still, like, looking around for girls. Like, I'm still interested in girls. Like, first of all, there's no reason to tell your girlfriend that you're still interested in guys. There's no reason to tell her. Unless yeah. you're breaking up. Unless you're up. leaving her. Yeah, unless you're leaving her and she's asking you, why are you leaving me? It's like, well, you know, I want to try out guys for a little while. Otherwise... You don't have to tell her that. Yeah. You don't. That Everyone has a secret box inside of their head. Yeah. You not don't. that it should be that big and not that it should include that much, but there are definitely some things that I keep to myself. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I keep to myself. And I have had some hard learned lessons about things that I should just keep to myself. Uh, they say like honesty is the key to any good relationship. And that is true. But... Being honest does not mean telling them everything that's going on inside your head. Every single little thing. You ask yourself, is this helpful? Is what I'm saying right now, is this important for the other person to know? Is this helpful? Because, you know, when you're with someone, you can still be attracted to other people. You're going to be attracted to other people. That's just fucking human nature. But I'm not going to go home tonight and tell my girlfriend that I saw a girl on the subway that had a real nice ass. Yeah. 
I'm not going to do that. Well, I remember I used to date a guy that, you know, I have dated women in the past, and he was very into hearing about what I did with the girls in the past, uh. which is like, all right, I'm going to break it down here as someone that I understand. It's hot to think of me with another woman. I completely understand it. But in my head, I see it as being like, Talking to Doug, my current boyfriend, being like, man, I fucked this dude. And he, <laughs> like, I think in my, as someone that has dated both genders, it is the same thing. Yeah. I didn't feel it was necessary to go into, it's like, you want, you want to have sex with another woman in the room? That's a different story. Like, yeah, we'll talk about that. Let's mm-hmm. do that. But I don't want to talk about an ex-girlfriend that I've had because I feel it's the same as talking about sex I've had with an ex-boyfriend. It's yeah. something that you don't need to hear about. Yeah, unless, of course, you get off on that. Some people do get off on hearing about... But their- I felt a little weird about it, which yeah. is like, and some other, if you feel down with it, that's one, but I felt weird about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would see how you feel weird about that. As far as the second part of your question goes, oh my God. Don't! You- <laughs> don't! And I hope that this gets to you before you do this. Uh, well, you sent it like at nine o'clock last night, so I hope to fuck that you hear this. Don't bring him you- to meet your parents. Do not bring him to meet your parents. No, 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 no. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, this is, that's a bad idea. The thing is, okay, and. I don't mean to be this way, but your parents obviously, as you said, are not keen on the idea probably of you dating a man. Mm -hmm. Then are you dating a man to bring him home to upset your parents to say, this is my choice. I can do this now, which you're fucking anybody can fuck anybody they want. Mm -hmm. That's that's the name of our game. That's our generation. I fucking love it. But it seems like from this letter that. If you were in a relationship with this man, if you loved this man, if this is the man that you want to be with for a long time and you want to sit them down and be like, I love him and I love you guys and I want you to accept me for who I am. Mm -hmm. Different story altogether. Yes. I feel that especially with coming off of a breakup and bringing a new, brand new boyfriend home with you, it is... An attention that you don't think I I I know that you think that it's going to be something that shatters them, mm-hmm. and it is. But think of the repercussions of it. Is it worth it right now to completely ostracize a man that you just started dating because you're bringing him into an animal's den? Yeah, you're bringing him into a terrible, hard situation, and unless you're with someone and ready and they are aware of it and you are aware of it and you want to do this together. Different story altogether. If you want this person to be a part of your life for a long time and if you want your parents to be a part of your life and you want them to be a part of the, uh, your, if you want them to be a part of your life together, you cannot introduce them and have the very first time they hang out to be a fucked up shit storm. That will happen if you take this guy home. Do do your parents even know that you're bisexual? Because it sounds like they don't. It sounds like you just want to show up with a guy and shock them. And it, and it seems like you've got some nut against... Because you mentioned North Carolina twice. twice. Like, she's from North Carolina. They're also from North Carolina. And it seems like you're, you're fixated upon that. And you're fixated upon saying, this is who I am. This is... And that's great. Which you is great. Should, you should say this is who I am. You should uh, 
be out and about with who you are, but you have to do it the right way because even though we are living in the year 2014, things are not as progressive as we sometimes think they are. Not or everywhere. Definitely, yeah, or definitely not as progressive as we'd like them to be. Not everywhere. Most people still need to be eased into this shit. And if you just suddenly show up with your boyfriend at your parents' front door, then they are going to have a negative reaction. They're going to have an extremely negative reaction. But if you go home and you sit them down and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm bisexual. I like both men. I like men and I like women. Uh, I'm actually I'm seeing a guy right now. But he doesn't need to be sitting he next to you when you say that. He doesn't need to be there. Right. I feel that's. I think that's where you should draw the line. Definitely have that conversation with your parents. Mm-hmm. Definitely talk to them. I think that that's. But I just. You don't need to put him through that yet. No. That's think not, about him. Think about him. Yeah. I think, because it's not all about you in this situation. Yeah. I think what you're doing right now is you're thinking only about yourself, and you're th- not thinking about. That you're not thinking about him at all, and you really need to think about how he's going to feel about this and how he's going to react to all this. I think about the flip side. You imagine going into someone that you know, like someone's house, someone else's parents' house, that you know that they're, you're going in just to like throw a bomb in their face and upset them. Not that that it should be that way with most parents, but unfortunately, it seems like these are the kind of parents that you need to ease your way into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I come from a very, very, very conservative household. And I never openly said that I was bisexual, especially not to my father. Mm-hmm. I did tell my mom that I was dating girls, but they, she never met any of them. And not because I wasn't proud of who I was, not because I wasn't proud of them, but because I dated him for like two months. <laughs> if I dated a dude for two months, they wouldn't meet my parents either, unless they lived really close by. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it, I don't think it has anything to do even with gender at that point where it's like, okay, so how long have you been dating this guy? You really want him to meet your parents? And mm-hmm. like, like just throw a stink bomb in their face? Because that's not, they're going to hate him no matter what. Yeah. Just because you surprise them like that. The reason why you should introduce a significant other to your parents is because they are are important to you and you want them to be closer to you and you want them to be a part of your life, like your very intimate life. It's a way of not just uh, making your own relationship more intimate, but also making your relationship with your family more intimate because you're bringing your outside life, your private life to them. And you're also bringing your family into your significant other's personal life. You know, you're bringing a lot of different worlds together. Uh, and if you're doing it, if you're bringing all these worlds together just to get a reaction or just to throw a bomb in the middle of the whole thing, it's going to be a fucking disaster. And your relationship may not survive it. Yeah, unless he knows what's going down and he really wants to do that with you. But also... Do you want to push your parents away that much, too? Yeah. On the other end of things? Like, if you don't want to talk to your parents, if you don't have a good connection with your parents, you're an adult now. Yeah. There's no reason to do this to them. Don't talk to them anymore. Yeah. You know, if they, if your parents are toxic, if, they're, if they, don't, they don't want you to be yourself, you know, you talk to them as much as you want to. But other than that, you have a private life for a reason. Mm-hmm. And And if they're not going to, you know like who you are 
then go they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Number one, but there's just no reason to cause that. It's like causing drama, you know, <laughs> that there's there's just it's another way of bringing negativity into a situation that doesn't is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. You're dating a dude that you really like. There's no reason to just bring a bunch of negative energy into it because it's just it's not going to make the relationship any better Mm-mm. with your parents or with him. This is going to do no good at all. And you just got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Right. That is it. That is the core question that you have to ask yourself. Why am I doing this? Because honestly, especially with the way that your letter sounds, it sounds like retaliation. Mm-hmm. That this girl didn't like who you really were, according to the letter, and that now you want to go to your parents and say, this is who I really am. But there are ways to do it in not such a negative way. And that isn't like it's a continuing problem of it shouldn't be seen as something that's negative. It should be that's not that's not how our generation thinks of things. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason to give it a negative aura when you don't need to because it's not a negative thing. You fuck whoever you want. Yeah. You, that's, that's it. It's not even a thing in my head. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I'm I'm of a different, different generation. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about retaliation. It sounds like you're doing this in retaliation to North Carolina. Yes. And, yeah. this, and the bitch that left you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It's like, and, show up on her doorstep. You want to <laughs> <gonna> do anything. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think it's very unhealthy, not just for you, but for a lot of people to say, like, this person is this way because they're from North Carolina. Like, they're homophobic because they're from North Carolina. It's like, no, they're homophobic because they're dicks. Not everyone who lives in North Carolina. Like, you're gonna go... Not just because they're dicks, but also they could be sheltered. Yeah. Or they could, you know, they're, they're just not around it, and when you don't understand something, you're immediately against it. You know what? That's a very good point, actually, is that a lot of people in these areas of America are very sheltered, and they don't see this stuff day to day. All they know is what has been told to them uh and you actually have a very good opportunity to introduce your family into like because if you go with them like if you fucking just go at them and punch them in the face with this their negative it's uh, another negative part of it it's a whole all they're gonna see is the negative is that like well this is what those people do this is how they do it but if you go into it in the most positive way and you ease them into it then you have a chance to change minds and if you change that person's mind if you change your parents minds then they will tell their friends and then those friends will tell more friends and it goes on from there you have a chance to make a positive impact on things. And I'm not going to tell you that it, that's the way it's going to go down. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're going to go in with a positive intentions and it's all going to work out. It might not, but it is worth trying. And I've seen it happen in my own household with one of Henry's close friends growing up that we always knew was gay. He Now he's a college professor. He's with another college professor. They come to our house every Christmas and my father who was you know XNYPD Navy man very intensely angry individual (laughs) who I mean which in our family my mom loves them of course she's you know she accepts them she accepts them and my father who I can't even believe and this is honest to God truth that a gay couple was allowed to walk into our house fuck, and he still loves him And he respects him because of the way that he has over the years 
approached our family about it, which is I'm not saying is right. I don't condone it at all. And it sucks that you have to do this. It sucks that in this day and age you still have to do that. Your friends still have to do that. But and because, you know, he's 70 years old (laughs) and he's seen a lot of fucking bullshit and he's not the happiest of people. (laughs) But he also, uh, you know, I saw him last Christmas and he's like, well, they're in fucking love. So, uh, you know, I guess that's good. That's what my father said. That was a quote from my father. And I was just like, that was the nicest thing you could have ever goddamn said. (laughs) And not that, you know, yeah, your parents are never probably going to be, if they are like my father, they're never going to be arms wide open. Yeah. But you can approach it in a sensitive way. So that they look at you and say, ah, oh, they're fucking love with each other. Guess that's a good thing. It's a, I mean, yeah. that's the best you're gonna get. It's the best get. you're gonna get, and it's at least positive. Yeah, and that's fine. I, I think sometimes people just ask a lot of uh, old, the older generation. Like, I know when I get to be like sixty or seventy, you know how much it's gonna take to get me to change my mind about shit. Oh yeah, and it's, of course. Yeah, it's gotta be compromised you've got there's got to be give and take in this and i'm not saying that that's right i'm just saying that's the way it is that's just the way things are and you have to fucking accept that and the world would be a lot better a much better place if we all just realized that we're gonna have to compromise a little bit yes they're compromising even though they're wrong they're they still compromising. compromising and you have to compromise as well because otherwise we're just gonna sit here and just fucking hit each other in the head over and over again and nothing's gonna get solved i think that's it yeah that's about all I we can I'm, say yeah that's, uh, that's about all we can do but with please, that please yeah. please listen to us please. <laughs> and let us know how it goes and yeah. just let us know what you choose because i am i worry i worry I about worry. everyone i worry about i worry about archie yeah, I know. You yeah. brought up Archie a little while ago. Yeah, Archie yeah. was the guy a few, I guess, weeks or months ago months that ago. had the anger problem. Yeah, that, that punched hit his, his friend. friend. Yeah, and, and he definitely he needed to talk to someone urgently. It was an urgent letter that we talked about immediately. And if there's Archie, if you're listening, if you could just let us know what happened, we're we're still worried about it. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, I, I find I don't know why, but that one sticks in my head, and that's the one that I I, I think about a lot. So let it let us know because that sounded dangerous. We're you know we are at the end of the day just like your mother. We just want to know. <laughs> we just want to help, and we just want to know that you're happy. Yep. And if any of the rest of you have any uh, questions or advice or. Uh, if any of the rest of you have any questions or uh, if you want to weigh in on anything we've said today, give us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. And thank you all so much for listening and putting us up near the top, uh, considering how there are tens of thousands of podcasts out there. Yeah, please rate and review it on there. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I'm bowled over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm goddamn bowled over. I agree. I'm bowled over too. <laughs> bowled over. Bold- We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Yep. Make noise and be free. Make noise and be free. (laughs)